Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Louisville. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Bank, the official podcast of at the Raven Tub on Instagram. You can find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and now Apple Podcasts. If you would like to support the podcast, you can always share it on various social media platforms and help get the word out. Be sure to follow at Inside the Bank Pod on Instagram for updates and exclusive content regarding the podcast. I'm your host, Justin, uh, joined by my fellow co-host, uh, Stephen, and now Andrew. Uh, we're happy to bring Andrew back on the podcast as a co-host this time. So give him a warm welcome, and uh, let's expect to hear some more insight going forward with some of these questions that we ask. But um, without further ado, let's uh, start uh, with the questions. Uh, something that's been on my mind uh, a little bit after watching this game was Marquise Brown, who looked like he had one of the best games of the season. Um, uh, I'll ask either of you, um, do you think this game was a fluke against maybe a poor Jacksonville defense, or do you think this is a good sign of Marquise Brown possibly getting better as the season goes on? I wouldn't call it a fluke because he had a, like the first game of the season, he had a hundred yards before half. I mean, he's shown glimpses all through the season. It's just the one thing like I've been saying, it's consistency. It's a small sample size versus the Jaguars, but it's, it's a good thing to see. I like that point of view. Andrew, anything on that? Yeah, I don't think this is fluke Marquise Brown. I think this is this. Sh- I think this is what we should be able to expect from him. I think the little slump in the me- the middle of the season, especially that Steelers game, I think um, I think that was the fluky part of the season. Then um, we shouldn't be expecting, or we should be expecting what we've seen against like the Jaguars and also the Browns in the beginning of the season. Yeah, um, with like you said, uh, I definitely agree with uh, that. I think that uh, the fluke part was Marquise not really doing so hot in the middle of the season, and hopefully he can con- continue to pick it up. And uh, with the stats, his six receptions were the most he's had since week five against the Bengals, where the Ravens went very pass-happy, uh, and his 98 receiving yards were his most since, Stephen, uh, week one against the Browns. So hopefully that is a very good sign uh, for a struggling Marquise Brown. And um, you know, I, I was mentioning in weeks prior that uh, Lamar and Hollywood, uh, you know, they're 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 best buds. And I know Lamar would want to fix whatever miscommunications going on. Uh, there was uh, an an interesting. I, th- I think Lamar underthrew Marquise Brown on on the first drive of the game. Uh, through that interception, uh, but they were able to quickly bounce back and deliver six receptions for 98 yards. Um, but we know the offense was really great uh, this past week, um, but the defense, on the other hand, um, was also very great, um, especially since this defense has been uh, very up and down uh, these pa- past few weeks. But um, you know, I kind of want to ask, uh, I'll go with uh, Steven first. Uh, who do you think played the best on uh, defense? Uh, what, well, what specific player? Last week I called him out. I said I didn't see him. He was non-existent, and that was Patrick Queen. But he had two sacks. He's one tackle for loss on a fourth down. I mean, 
he stepped up when it mattered most, and I'm, I was happy to see him bounce back after last week's poor performance. I'm going to give a lot of credit to the interior defensive line, Brandon Williams, Brandon Williams uh, Derek Wolf, uh, Justin Ellis, uh, Justin Matabike, um, for containing James Robinson. I Last week I said I think the biggest threat to our defense would be James Robinson, and they contained him for 35 rushing yards, I think, and really stepped up. Yeah, definitely. I was very uh, worried about um, uh, trying to contain James Robinson, considering he had been lighting it up these past uh, for this entire season. Uh, definitely a, a home run steal from the Jaguars, but um, the Ravens were able to keep him uh, somewhat hemmed in. It's very hard to keep a guy like James Robinson kind of tied back from really showing out uh, his true talent. And it showed with that receiving touchdown, uh, that was just a, a bad play by us and a good play by them. But um, I, I started him in fantasy this week and he delivered me a solid 14 points, I believe with that touchdown reception. So the Ravens win 40 to 14. I win my playoff game. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Um, but I have to think my, my, my player who I think played the best on defense was uh, Ngake. Um, he was playing his former team, um, and he definitely showed up uh, applying consistent pressure all game, uh, had two sacks, a forced fumble. Um, I think I, I would give him uh, the best player on defense simply because uh, he's been kind of on that hot streak as of late, and uh, it's really important, especially if we want to kind of make that playoff push and uh, play against some really good teams like the Chiefs where you need to keep a guy like Mahomes running or a guy like Josh Allen running. Um, so him getting two sacks, a forced fumble, and changing the game is a very big um, – it's it's encouraging to see, uh, especially considering um, that he's a free agent this offseason. Um, you know, all these players may have played great, but maybe some players who aren't as happy, uh, maybe some underutilized players. Um, what are some underutilized players uh, that the Ravens should consider game planning around for their uh, the last two weeks of the season in the playoffs? Uh, I'll go with Andrew for this one. I think one would be Devin DuVernay. Um, we, I think we showed it early in the season or like very a little amount of like the jet sweep motions and just plays with him. We, we also need to utilize his uh, just speed. We saw it against the Chiefs in the kickoff return. It was He's blazing down the sideline. He's a world-class sprinter. I think we need to utilize him a lot more. Steven? I'm going to go – you might not expect this answer because he touches the ball quite frequently, but one aspect of his game which has been underutilized consistently this entire season is Lamar Jackson's run game. The whole offense is built around his ability to run. The whole offense is built. It's a three-headed dragon, Dobbins, Edwards, Lamar. Recently, we've been running the ball with Lamar more. The results, I mean, you can't argue with them. I think we just got to keep feeding Lamar, let him play his game. I Yeah, I, I do like that uh, insight a lot, uh, Stephen, specifically because I look to the Bengals game. What I think may, we, we realized that the Bengals weren't that great of a team, and we took it as kind of like a, a practice game almost to see. Let, let, let's test what uh, Lamar can do if we make it a, a very pass-centric offense. And uh, spoiler alert, it was not very good. Even though we beat the Bengals handedly, uh, our defense uh, kept the Bengals from scoring. And we could have scored a lot more if we just stayed true to our roots. Um, 
and speaking of uh, rushing the ball, um, I I want to talk about a guy that I really liked um, in the draft when we got him, and we did this kind of similar kind of formula last year. I'm going to refer to Justice Hill. Um, he said he's kind of the odd man out in terms of uh, maybe this running back core. Uh, you could argue between him and Ingram. But um, last year we kind of did a similar thing where we kept him kind of, uh, you know, l- let him learn a little bit in the beginning of the season and then uh, deploy him and just blaze teams with the speed because, you know, teams have been playing, defenses have been playing their all for the past 15 straight games. It's week 16. It's a late season. These defenses are probably a little bit tired, right? And that's why Derrick Henry thrives so much in the uh, latter half of the season is because teams are tired. It gets colder. They don't want to tackle this monster of a guy. Well, the same can be applied for Justice Hill. They're not as fast as maybe they were at the beginning of the season. And uh, when you when you let a guy like Justice Hill uh, loose and he's had um, almost all season to kind of rest and prepare for this moment, uh, you can definitely throw teams a little off guard. I'm not saying that we need to make sure that he's uh, the cent- center feature back of the offense, but um, – I think if we if we kind of utilize him in maybe a few screens or um, kind of put him in in relief of Dobbins and Edwards, um, I think it'll definitely keep defenses uh, on their toes um, and uh, always trying to prepare for, um, you, you know, it, it could be the bruiser that Gus Edwards is. It could be the speedster that uh, Justice Hill is. Um, or it could be a mix of both and Dobbins. Um, but there's, I can't just say one person because there's a player that I also really love that I think we should utilize more. And uh, it's going to shock you. I'm going to say Deshaun Elliott. And you're going to say, well, he's the starting safety of the Ravens. Uh, what more can we do? And, you know, I think he's been playing really well. Um, but I know he can play so much better. And we've seen it in the pre- in the preseasons uh, of past. Um, and, his uh time at texas um he's a he's a he's a natural born playmaker and the ravens i think play him more backfield uh, a little bit more um to defend the top of the field but i think if we let him loose near the line of scrimmage he can start making these plays he can start forcing these turnovers which is key for the playoffs because this is the time when you need to step it up and you need to force these turnovers like uh, Deshaun Elliott forcing a fumble or uh, getting an interception. Um, and when you do that, and when you pair that with Marcus Peters, then you can uh, have a field day with maybe an offense that's maybe not prepared to play a ball hawking defense like the Ravens are. So if the Ravens kind of play more Deshaun Elliott's play style, uh, I think we can definitely be a dangerous team in the playoffs because I already think uh, teams do not want to play us in the playoffs with the way that we are playing. Um, but speaking of the playoffs, we've been talking a lot about them. Um, the Ravens can win out and not make the playoffs. We need some help from some teams. Um, and I'm going to talk about some of the routes that we can get in. Uh we need either the Browns, the Colts, or the Dolphins to lose at least one game. Um, now, that's a lot of teams that need to just lose just one game. Uh, so it may seem like... Can I interject here, Justin? Go ahead. I think there's only one chance that we really have here, and it's going to be if the Bills can beat Miami. We just got to hope they don't rest everybody because I think the Browns are going to beat the Steelers. 
I think the Colts are going to beat the Steelers this week. The Browns aren't losing to the Jets. The Jets aren't going to go with some hot streak now. I feel bad for Jets fans, by the way. I just had to put that out there. <laughs> and I mean, and the Colts aren't going to lose to the Jags week 17. The only chance really is either the Raiders this week or the Bills next week. If the Dolphins are going to lose and get the Raiders to the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely agree with Steven. I think our only chance to get in the playoffs is going to be the Dolphins losing to either the <clears throat> the Raiders or the Bills. And I pray to God that the Bills don't sit everybody like we did last week, 17. Oh, God. Yeah. That would be terrible. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be awful. And uh, that would just come full circle, right? Uh, remember in 2017 uh, when the Bengals beat the Ravens and sent the Bills into the playoffs. And now they're going to keep us out of the playoffs if they rest their starters. Um, but, you know, there's also um, – you know, if we we say that the Dolph the only way we can get into the playoffs really is the Dolphins. Um, but you know, like there's 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 the chance uh, that the Browns or Colts lose, and it doesn't seem likely. And um, but one team that we should probably be rooting for that I well, this is these are the only two weeks I'll ever root for this team or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they looked awful. They looked absolutely awful against the Bengals. I don't know what is going on. Um, but they are still, in my opinion, I still think they're a very good football team and they're still very well coached, but what's going on is I think they got too comfortable. I still think, I still think they are worthy of their record, but I think it's kind of like, I don't really want to call it a case of the Ravens because I'm not really sure if we got too comfortable in air quotes, but I think that, uh, with the Steelers, they have so many personalities on that team and that's, that's who they've always been. They've always had personalities. That's just who they are. But you know, when you've got Juju, uh, he makes money off TikTok, he's a TikTok influencer. And then he starts dancing on midfield logos and it's, it's not college by any stretch, but it's still kind of like a crest, uh, like a family crest that he's just dancing on T- players take that personally. Uh, and we saw that with the Von Bell just absolutely cracking Juju, but I think if Tomlin can exert his presence uh, in that locker room and be that leader, um, the, the, the Steelers can definitely get it together, but they just looked awful. But I, At least for myself, I'll be trying to root for uh, the Steelers for these next two weeks, but it, it's looking likely they'll lose out. So like you said, I will have to agree with you. I think really the only legitimate way of getting into the playoffs is the Dolphins falling out. Um, but let's say that does happen. Let's say that, um, the dolphins do get out of the playoffs and we enter what team do you want to play the most regardless of seating? Now I asked this question last week, um, and the NFL has changed, uh, since then. Uh, do you guys have any other, uh, different answers? Maybe. Do I want to play the most? Yes. I mean, the same answer I used last week. I stole yours, the Steelers, because I think they're kind of frauds, to be honest, just at this point in the season. And the Titans. Not that I think that they're a bad team. We could kill them, run over them. I just I hate the Titans. I just really hate them. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm going to go with probably I'm, – I'm going to go with a, an interesting answer. I'm going to go with Buffalo, the current second seed. Um, they're looking dangerous. Um but when I when I kind of look at this team, I, I like the matchup this week. Uh, maybe last week I might have said something different, um, and and I did. Um, I mentioned that uh, I would like to play the Steelers, 
Um, but I also kind of talked about how Buffalo, uh, when they when they played the, the Steelers and they gashed the Steelers, and I said I didn't think Buffalo was a series of contender. Um, that's kind of what I'm going to do right here. And Stephon Diggs is a legit threat. But, um, you know, I think if we can really apply that pressure on Josh Allen that uh, with Yannick Ngake and Matt Judon hopefully stepping it up late in the season, um, I, I, I like our chances a lot. I like our chances a lot, especially against their run defense. Um, if, if we're hot rolling into the playoffs, like I said, nobody wants to play this team. And if the, if the Bills um, – you know, do get complacent maybe uh, like we did last year that uh, I, I really like it changes because, you know, it, it kind of calls back to the Titans beating the Ravens, um, you know, and the Ravens were projected to go to the Super Bowl and the Bills are looking like they're projected to go to the championship. Um, but uh, Stephen, what's your answer this week? Uh, do you have a different answer or? Andrew? Uh, well, I think I'd say I'd say probably the Steelers because I think they've looked the weakest um, along these last few weeks. And like like Chase Young said, uh, Baltimore exposed some things. So I'd like to be the – I think I'd like to be the team to knock them out of the playoffs and come full circle, us getting sweeped in the regular season, but getting our sweet revenge in the playoffs. Or maybe the Titans also, but that's just me. So uh, with that being said, um, you know, we got to take this one week at a time. Uh, what needs to be done for Baltimore to take care of business against the Giants, uh, who are technically technically fighting for a divisional title in the uh, NFC East? I'll go to either of you. Play our game. I send the Mars under utilizing the run game. I think just, just run the ball. Don't beat yourself. The Browns took care of business. We should be able to do the same. No questions. I think the the key matchup in this game is going to be our offense against their defense because they have a sneaky good defense, I think. And their their defensive line, uh, especially in the run defense, is is stellar, to be honest. Um, I think the key to this game is to dominate the line of scrimmage and hopefully try to uh, – hopefully we're able to run the, run the ball well. But also is um, avoid James Bradbury because he's. I think he's a great corner. You definitely stole my analysis there, Andrew, about James Bradbury. He's playing a career year, and I literally put in my notes: throw the ball in the opposite direction of James Bradbury. Yeah, definitely. I am not throwing the ball his way if we choose to go that route. Um, and this uh, Giants defensive line is very underrated. Leonard Williams is having a career year on the interior, which doesn't it doesn't make sense. He's got eight and a half sacks, I believe, as an interior lineman, which is insane. Um, but I think uh, if we want to win, I think it comes down uh, to kind of how the Giants' offense plays uh, because their quarterback situation is up in the air. Uh, they had Colt McCoy last week. Um, Daniel Jones uh, might come back this week, uh, might not. Um, but whether it's either of them, um, I think the Ravens just need to do what they do best and force turnovers. Um, you need to keep the ball away from, um, the Giants offense. Um, 
because, you know, they, they have some sneaky good players like Wayne Gallman has been playing pretty decent uh, as of late. And uh, Darius Slayton is also a, a very underrated receiver. Uh, so you can't kind of sit back and just let them uh, play. Uh, you need to remember who you are as a defense and just remember that you're better than them. Um, we are the better football team and we need to play and act like it. Um, so Steven, uh, kind of like what you said, just don't beat ourselves. Um, we are the better football team. Uh, just don't get cocky um, and play to the basics. We need uh, to keep our foot on the pedal. Exactly. Down the stretch. Yes, especially with uh, this uh, playoff push. But um, do you guys have anything else uh, maybe regarding uh, the offense or the defense, uh, maybe some players that uh, you would like to see uh, or have a spotlight on maybe uh, for this game uh, against the Giants? I want to see Hollywood have some consistency for once. And I want to see Queen have some consistency. Maybe something from Peters too. If he gets on the field this game, that's really it. I think another good matchup would be uh, our corners versus their uh, their wide receivers. I don't know the health of our our secondary right now, but if it's if it's Marlon and Marcus, I would. That's going to be a big focus. I think Marlon and Marcus versus uh, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and uh, Darius Slayton. Those guys are sneaky good. Yeah, and it's a shame that they're playing uh, on the, the Giants uh, with Daniel Jones. Um, I used to be a Daniel Jones believer, but uh, he's just had so many so, so many turnovers um, and, and, and fumbles. Um, I think I would rather play Daniel Jones, honestly. Um, I'd rather play Daniel Jones this game because of our ability to get after the ball. Um, so I, I, I would probably kind of spotlight our, how, our, how our defensive line plays so if daniel jones plays um he his pocket awareness it really isn't that great um so if we're able to kind of sneak up on him and get the ball loose it's our game to uh, our game to lose but um who 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 would you guys rather play would you guys rather play colt mccoy their backup or um daniel jones i'd rather play jones for sure and for the same reasons you gave, honestly, I think McCoy's just a better player. Jones has too many turnovers. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Yannick can get because his his strategy is all uh, speed rush and strip sack. I think Daniel Jones is a perfect candidate for a, a few strip sacks. But also, I think Andrew Thomas on the edge, I believe that's his name. Um, he's been playing better, so we'll have to watch that matchup as well. Yeah. Um... But with, with with that being said, though, uh, we're talking about the Giants and this upcoming thing. But there's some news that came out this week uh, about the about the Pro Bowl selection. Uh, obviously, it's going to look a little different this year because of COVID. We don't know if there I don't think there will actually be a game. Um, but uh, the Ravens uh, are tied for the most Pro Bowl selections. Um, who do you think, guys, m- maybe there's some, pr- some surprises from the Ravens um, that made it uh, that you maybe think shouldn't have or maybe didn't deserve it, or perhaps uh, some snubs uh, of the Ravens that should have made it. You want to talk about surprises? Sorry if you listen to this podcast. I'm not sure I really don't think you do, but Judon, you did not deserve to make the Pro Bowl. Sorry. That's all I have to say about that. 
Andrew, any snub surprises? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But also, I think I think in place of Judon, it should have been Yannick. Um, he's been playing great um, all season, not even not even counting what he's done with us. He's also played great with the Vikings, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, he, he did have uh, some pretty good uh, stats with the Vikings uh, when, he, when, when he got traded to uh, Baltimore. Uh, a guy that uh, I'm really happy made it was Orlando Brown, um, considering that he's had to go through so much this season. Uh, Ronnie Stanley gets hurt. He has to move back to left tackle where he played in college and high school. Um, I, I'm really happy to see him get that recognition. Um, but as far as maybe a, a surprise, um, like you said, Matthew Trudon, I'm not really sure I've seen enough from Trudon to warrant a Pro Bowl selection. I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means, but um, you know, I don't. I just don't think the play that he had this season is truly representative of being uh, one of the best of the best edge rushers in the AFC. Um, maybe another one is Clayus Campbell. Um, I was about to say that. I mean, I'm. I love Clayus Campbell, and I'm happy he made the Pro Bowl, but um, I'm not really sure it warrants being selected over DeForest Buckner, who's been having a great season with Indianapolis. Um, but I'll, I'll take another uh, Pro Bowl selection for Clayus Campbell to add to his resume. <laughs> um, uh, but maybe uh, some snubs. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed, but uh, I understand why Andrews didn't make it. Um, I think I still think Andrews is playing at a very elite level considering what we've had to go through and him getting COVID and whatnot. Um, but it's kind of hard to make the Pro Bowl when, you know, you're, you're competing. You only have two spots, and both of those spots are occupied by Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, uh, who are having career years. Um, and the uh, Chiefs, I believe, uh, I'm not sure how it's set up now, but um, I believe – Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey were at some point number one and number two in receiving <laughs> Uh And Travis Kelsey was leading uh, Hill, I believe, at one point. So uh, Travis Kelsey is just incredible, and Darren Waller's comeback story is insane. But I don't think that really discounts what Andrews has done so far this season. Um, but uh, maybe I, I also kind of want to shine uh, – a light maybe towards Morgan Cox. Uh, I'm so happy he uh, he got uh, a Pro Bowl selection. Uh, I love seeing the the guys who maybe go under the radar, uh, especially the guys who do the dirty work on special teams. It's like Morgan Cox, and I'm happy Justin Tucker didn't get snubbed again, like he has been uh, as of late. Um, you know, it, I I can't believe I'm saying I'm happy Tucker made the Pro Bowl because it should be <laughs> given that he makes it every year. Um, especially with that game winner against the Browns, uh, just makes you realize how truly valuable Justin Tucker is. But, um, you know, uh, with that, uh, Pro Bowl might not actually happen this year, um, but it's, it's still nice to see um, uh, the players uh, get recognized. But uh, any, any closing statements um, that you guys want to make uh, before we uh, prepare for this uh, Week 16 matchup with the Giants? Keep your foot on the gas, I'm, Ravens. Don't let up. <laughs> Push yeah, through into the playoffs. I was going to say, pedal down. Pedal to the metal. Got to keep. You got to keep rolling. You, 
there's no time to stop. Treat every game like it's a playoff game. Um, so with that, um, thank you guys for another episode of Inside the Bank, the official podcast of at the Raven Sub on Instagram. Um, as always, special thanks to Stephen and Andrew for being my co-hosts. Um, again, you can find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you would like to support the podcast, you can always share it on various social media platforms to get the word out. Also, be sure to follow in, at Inside the Bank Pod on Instagram for updates and exclusive content regarding the podcast. Uh, So until next time on Inside the Bank, see you guys.